Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Farmington Hills. <laughs> so glad to <clears throat> see you today, especially if you are viewing for the first time. We're really glad you're with us and we hope you enjoy the service. And now for the announcements. Today is birthday Sunday. So please come join us <clears throat> after service in the social hall to celebrate our September birthdays with a few tasty treats. Today is also Best Offer Sunday for our silent auction from 11 to 12. We have about 20 items left over from last Sunday's silent auction. And today you can just give us your best offer and walk away with your item. We're mm -hmm. almost at our $5,000 goal, so help us get to the finish line. <clears throat> our, 
Our next critical conversations meeting on Zoom is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Everyone is welcome. Let's come together to make a difference by being beacons of love, healing, understanding, and change in our spiritual community and in the world. Our first veterans peer support meeting is next Sunday, October 2nd at 12 p.m. in the social hall, facilitated by Sergeant Charmaine Pearson. This group will meet every first Sunday of the month, and all veterans are welcome. If you have any questions, please see Charmaine or click on the Veterans Outreach page on our website. Our annual Adopt-A-Pet and Family Fun Day is next Saturday, October 8th, from 12 to 4 p.m. We will have food, music, fun activities for the kids, and four pet rescues with adorable pets to adopt. Everyone is welcome to this community outreach event. Come and have some fun with us and maybe adopt your new pet. <clears throat> and our next Giving Sunday is in two weeks on October 9th. This is our opportunity to catch up on our ties or contribute a little extra for our upcoming capital campaign. Details about the capital campaign will be shared soon. To stay abreast of all our weekly activities, our outreach events, and other upcoming events, please visit our website, unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through our weekly newsletter emailed every Friday. Sharon Lewis is our prayer chaplain today who will be holding us in sacred space, and she will be available after service to pray with you in the sanctuary near the patio doors. And now, as the music team sings Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer and meditation. Sunday, September 25th, 2022, Harmony. Today we affirm, Harmony is the song of my life. And our message reads, Harmony is an integral part of music, adding layers of intimacy and depth. Without harmony and rhythm, a musical composition would be little more than a desonant cacophony.
with the resolution of each chord and the synchronization of every note, a symphony can touch my soul with peace. Similarly, my soul finds peace as I seek accord in my relationships and interact every interaction I have. From a place of love and tranquility, I bring compassion to every situation. With a give and take of compromise, I build understanding and trust. I approach every interaction with faith and the expectation of harmonious results. Harmonizing my mind and heart with the world around me, I welcome and do my part to create goodwill, meaning, and beauty. Our Bible verse for today comes from Romans 12:16. Live in harmony with one another. Let us pray. So I invite you to rise if you haven't. Take a deep cleansing breath. Let your attention float right down into the center of your chest, which we call our heart center. Tuning into the awareness that there is only one power and only one presence that is active in your life and in the universe. That presence and that power is God, the good, omnipotent, transcendent in the space around us and in the universe outside of us, imminent and intimate with our inner space. Take another deep breath and feel into that space. And God, as we acknowledge your presence within and we acknowledge your presence without us, outside of us, in the world, in the universe. We thank you for every single way that you bless us. Those ways that we are aware of and the ways that we are not. For it is your great pleasure to give us the kingdom of heaven. As we live and dwell in the awareness of the kingdom of God, which is the omnipresence of that beautiful power, that beautiful energy, that is our greatest and most powerful part. Thank you, God, for every way that you bless, every heart that you are opening right now, every mind that you are calming down right now, every body that you are relaxing right now. And so we move into a space of peace. Take another deep breath. And just let your body relax. And just sit in a space a peace just for a little bit. Letting the feeling of tranquility and serenity permeate your entire being. Knowing that right now, right in this space, God is here. All is well. You are loved. All you need to do is accept that and let your mind move into harmony right now. 
Let it be the song of your life as you breathe in deeply the feeling of love. And exhale everything that no longer concerns you. Let it go. Open up to the peace within. Let that peace surround you, enfold you, and revitalize you. God, as we let you do your work within our mind and our heart and our body, we surrender ourselves to you to be open sponges for your message, vessels of your truth, and amplify the expressions of your presence. Thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what. And so it is. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. It may not come up on the monitors because of having a little trouble with the PowerPoint. So say it as you know it. Together, God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Say that two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. One more time. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our growth affirmation together, knowing that it is working. And I want to welcome all of you who are visiting today. I didn't get a chance to do that. And some of you who I've seen before and haven't seen in a while, I'm excited. You're warming my heart being here. <clears throat> Let's do our growth affirmation. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you. Yes. fits right into the harmony theme. It's the one thing that binds us together in the universe is love. So let's sing about it. Of 
another hand. Woo, we needed that. <laughs> Leave it to the music team. They'll always rise us up. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. And thank you um, for uh, being patient with us as we move into today's service. I have been um, blown away. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm shifted. I don't even feel like well, I might, I know I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do my joke. Because I, 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 um, I was going to do it, but I don't feel led to, so I'm not going to force it. <sighs> Today is the last day of the month of September, and September represents divine order. And divine order is so important because it starts with our thoughts. Divine order is so connected to the way all things are created. Divine order is the beginning of the sequence of everything that's created. Divine order in the spirit realm, in the God's realm, is divine mind, divine idea, and divine expression. It is that peace, that, that sequence that God uses to create us and everything in us, but we are connected to it as well. We are made in God's image and likeness, so we are also in a space where our mind is one with God's mind. And as we create through our thoughts, our thoughts are in alignment with God's ideas. And depending on how deeply we're in tune with God's ideas, that's how powerfully we manifest in our world. So you got divine, divine mind, divine idea, divine expression in the spiritual realm of God. And then you got in us a lower vibration of it, but a big bang still because we're the mind of God thinking in the thoughts and ideas of God to create co-manifestations of God. Co-manifestations of God. So we co-manifest, we co-command what it is that we seek to have in our life. Even if it's those things we don't seek to have in our life, if we continue to dwell on it, you will co-create it. Because thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. I'm going to say that again. Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. Let's say it together. Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. So it is really important, no matter what you're going through, to be very aware of the thoughts you're thinking. Because even those small, seemingly small, seemingly inconsequential uh, in thoughts can be so powerful. Just as powerful as the impact that the wings of a butterfly flapping in the air have to the weather. Did you know that? That the flapping of the wings of the butterfly can contribute and contribute to the weather. Your thought, even the smallest thought, creates a vibration inside of you that resonates out into the world. And depending on the emotion behind it, depending on the intention behind it, it adds a force field to it to co-create with you. Whether you're angry, upset, happy, elated, or in a state of peace, you're always co-creating. Whether you think you're thinking or not, your mind is always thinking, your mind is always working. And it's so really important to be aware, to be aware, I say it again, to be aware of what you're thinking. I hadn't talked about divine uh, order for throughout this uh, since we started, except on the first day. And divine order, the disciple that represents divine order is James, son of Alphaeus. And it's interesting because James, son of Alphaeus, you know, is, is, uh, he has the same, his father is the same name as Matthew, 
Matthew's father was son of Alphaeus. He was the son of Alphaeus too. So it's a theory that they're brothers. But this is a powerful thing that I made, just made the huge connection to today. Just in this moment, Matthew represents your freedom of choice. Divine order is how you choose. So what are you choosing to think? Because whatever you choose to think, that's what you co-manifest in this world. That's what you co-command God to create in your life. That's interesting when you really think about it. And we're going to get deeper into that because, because I've been so moved to see God moving in my life. Like, I'm so full, I'm shaking right now. We've been going through this, month, this, this last couple months, the series of the parables. And, the la and we started off with the parables of the kingdom. They're called kingdom parables or kingdoms of the kingdoms of the, I mean, parables of the kingdom of, of the kingdom. It could be the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven, depending on what it is that Jesus is talking about. And we nuance this to mean that the kingdom of God is the omnipresence of God, everywhere equally present. There's nowhere you can go. There's no spot where God is not. And just as powerfully in one area, God is there in the other. Just as powerfully in one little thing that seems to, like an ant, God is just as powerful in the biggest animal in the world. Because God's present, presence is present and powerful everywhere. Do you get that? So these parables that Jesus has been talking about, he's been saying that the kingdom of heaven is like this. And the kingdom of heaven is our awareness of the presence of God inside of you and around the world. So there's a difference there. It's used interchangeably, but there's a nuance there. Because the kingdom of God is the presence of God within you. The kingdom of heaven is your expression of it in this world. The kingdom of heaven is your understanding and your experience of, of, of that presence within you in this world. The kingdom of heaven is how deep you want to go because it's supposed to be kingdom of heavens. It's layers of consciousness and spirit. You are the layers of consciousness and spirit. God is everywhere, all present. You are the layers of consciousness, understanding that spirit. Do you get it? So every one of us is at a different layer of, con layer of consciousness, different area of consciousness, depending on what our experiences are. And guess what? Just as powerfully as the younger, immature people in consciousness of spirit, that is just, there's something significant there, just as much as someone who's been doing it for years. Every level of consciousness, which is why we've gone through the sower of the seed, when we talked about the four phases of the, the four different types of soil, the soil where there's the floor, the footprint, footpath that's been walked upon, and it's so hard that when the, seed, the sower sows the seed, it just floats on the top of the, of the uh, rock and gets eaten by the birds. That's the consciousness of people who aren't really interested in going deeper. They just want to be here, and that's okay. There's a level of consciousness going on inside of you. I tell you one thing that is the truth, that is the truth, that is the truth. God is always working whether we see it or not, even in those people who seem oblivious. And that's the one with the seed is on the, foot, the footpath, and it gets eaten up by the birds. Then along the footpath, there's a little bit of soil that's a little bit deeper, softer. The seed gets, plant, the seed gets planted there too. It, it, it falls there, and it starts to take root. It's those people who get excited about the word, get excited about music. Like when uh, Lauren and the music team were, uh, he said, let us raise the energy a little bit. And the song rolls us up, right? But some of us are going to walk away without it. We were lifted in that moment, 
We were raised up in that moment. We were elevated in that moment and got a little bit of excitement and joy, but then it didn't take root because our consciousness is not there for it to take root. We're just here to celebrate and enjoy each other in the socialization, but not really ready to go deeper. That's what that soil, that, that, the soil with the rocks is. And then there's the soil that he talked about where it is the thistles there grow up and take over the, the, the healthy plants. And that represents when we get so caught up in the worries of the world or the pleasures and possessions of the world that that's where we use our power. Because you can create no matter what, but that's where we use our power. And in that space, you're always searching for it and feeling in unsatisfied because it's never taken root inside of you. Does that make sense? When weeds grow up with wheat, they start to look the same until, the weeds, until they start to mature. Then the weeds look deprecated. Uh, deprecated. Mom, I'm tongue-tied today. And you can tell they start to crumble over looking. The weed still stands up and it's sandy, sandy brown. Your life can be that way even if you have all the possessions in the world and you're the richest person in the world because there's still something missing. There's no connection. Actually, I'll rephrase that because there's always a connection. There's no awareness, willingness, desire, and readiness to step into that connection, to be that connection, that awareness of God within. And then there's that fourth soil that is the fertile soil that has been tilled and all the weeds pulled up and ready to go. And the, and the, and the seeds planted produce 30, 60, 100-fold. What Jesus was talking about that on how the fertile soil represents the kingdom of heaven. And each one of the parables that he used to talk about the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven has some type of characteristic connected to that. And today we're going to talk about the parable of the fishing net. And that's the title of my talk, the parable of the fishing net. And this is an interesting thing. He talked about the parable of the fishing net too. And this is interesting also because after he talk, told them about the disciples, because remember when I first started this series on the parables, I talked about how Jesus came out from his house, the house where he was staying. People gathered around him. He started to speak. But there were so many people around him they couldn't hear him. So he asked one of the fishermen to take him out on a boat. And he went out on a boat and he sat there. The water acts like an amphitheater so they can hear his voice. But then after he told several of the parables, he went inside with the disciples. The disciples asked him to give an explanation of the parable of the wheat and the weeds. After that, the other three, other three parables are inside of that home, which means that that's an area in our life where we become deeper in the spiritual maturity, where we're really committed to it. And so that's when he talks about the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl. And then now he's taught, we're talking about the parable of the fishing net. They were fishermen back then. And you know, parables are stories that relate to everyday life, but they have a spiritual meaning. You got that, right? So if I tell you your own life is a parable, because your own life it's an everyday experience, right? Every day you experience life, right? But within you is the truth manifesting, seeking to manifest itself in this world. Do you get that? So your very life is a parable too. 
There's an expression in you that's waiting to come forth so deeply that it moves things. And, it, and it's waiting for you to seek to move into and, and tune into the urging of it so that you can unfold and become the expression of your purpose in life that you're meant to be. Amen? Amen. Are you ready to go deeper? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, some of you may be new. <laughs> yes, I'm ready to go deeper. No, how about we go yes together? Are you ready to go deeper? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know after these, all these years why you think when you give me a little weak, little mediocre, <laughs> I'm going to skate on by and let it go. Uh-uh. Because remember, the power of your words is important. So even a little yes is just as powerful to the universe because that's what you're going to get. A little yes. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read this. This is in Matthew chapter 13, verse 47 to 52. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it up front onto the shore, sat down and sorted the good fish into crates, and, but threw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous. Throw the wicked into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. I don't know about you, but when I was younger, that used to scare me. That weeping and the gnashing of the teeth, woo-wee. I don't want any parts of that. Do you understand these things? Yes, they said. See, they said a yes with an exclamation point when he asked them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, we do. Then he added, every teacher of righteous law who becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. God, I thank you for opening me up today. I'm listening. I feel you balancing me, and I thank you for your message, for being the expression of your message, letting my human decrease and my spirit increase. Thank you, God. Amen. Whew. I felt it. Woo! I had to balance myself. Okay, so this is powerful when you look at it. Because back in the day, they, most of them were fishermen, right? That's how they made their living. So they had these huge nets that were weighted down by lead, and they'd throw them out, and sometimes they'd have two boats that have to do it at the same time. So in between the boats was a big net in, the, in between them, or they'd have a big net, and then they'd go on the shore and drag it. Several men would come together and drag the net in, because when he, where he says right here that the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown in the water and uh, caught every... Uh, kind of fish. There were about 24 types of fish back then where the Sea of Galilee or the Sea of Tiberias was. And what they had to do is they had to sort through them because remember Ju in Judaism there is a certain way that they ate, ate which was a part of their culture. They only ate those fish that were kosher. And the other fish they throw away. They throw back in. So the fish that were good represents the fish that are kosher. 
And when you look at that as far as metaphysically concerned, well, he says it spiritually. He goes into how it represents the kingdom of God and how at the end of the, uh, what does it say, the end of the world. And in some translations, it says the end of the age. The end of the world, when you really think of it, does not necessarily mean the end of the world world because that's why he said the kingdom of heaven dwells within us. And that also means the experience of hell is in you too. We get the choice to choose which one we want to have. When you're in harmony with God, when you're in alignment with God, when you're experiencing the truth of God so deeply that you resonate harmonious with God, harmoniously with God, that's the kingdom of heaven experience. When you've moved off place and you've moved off and you're uh, missing the mark, which is what sin is. Remember, sin is an archery word. It means to miss the mark of being the expression of God, knowing the expression of God, understanding the expression of God, or experiencing the expression of God. That's what it means. And that's the experience of hell. So we don't have to transcend this earthly school in order to experience heaven or hell. Do you get that? Yeah. You're experiencing it right now. Even in this room, you are experiencing it right now. If you're going through your thoughts, going back and forth, you're feeling some kind of way, even while I'm up here talking and you're going, your mind is doing the monkey mind thing and you're having your own experiences within you that's causing you to feel some kind of way, you are experiencing some kind of hell. But if you're in a space where you're in tune and you're in a state of peace and you're in a state of harmony and you're hearing and you're really expressing that feeling of peace in you, you're experiencing the kingdom of heaven on the level of your maturity. Does that make sense? Yeah. So right now in this place is the experience of heaven or hell depending on your choices. The kingdom of heaven is filled with our thoughts. And we get to choose which ones we want to hold on to. We have the choice. We have the freedom of choice to pick out those ones that are out of alignment with God. The fish represent thoughts that, are, thoughts that have a vibration to multiply, be fruitful and multiply. That's what fish represent. The thought, the producing, the multiplication, the ability to multiply through your thinking is what fish represents. Jesus says that the angels will come and pick away the wicked people and, and throw them in the fiery furnace, and the good people would stay. But the truth, when you look at that on a deeper level, metaphysically, weeping represents cleansing. The eyes are the windows of the soul. Weeping represents cleansing. Teeth represent decisions. If you're having issues with your teeth, there's some type of confusion, some type of indecision going on. If you're gnashing and grinding at your teeth, there's, an, there's a turmoil going inside of you that you're trying to choose peace, but you're stuck on the world. You can't do both at the same time. So people sit in that indecision, gnashing and grinding their teeth. You ever have a moment where you're sitting in indecision and turmoil within? You know anybody when they're sleeping, they grind their teeth? I do. I have a night guard because I grind my teeth at night. And I notice that during the day, I do as well. When I'm sitting there worried, I'm like, why is my mouth hurting? I don't even realize I'm sitting there grinding my teeth, trying to make a decision. In those moments where you're trying to make a decision, the beautiful thing is uh, angels are messages from God. Quiet yourself down. Stop grinding your teeth because, you know, I have nothing at the end of the evening. <laughs> you have dust coming and let God guide you into that space. 
So the weeping and the gnashing of the teeth is the process that it takes to move from that which is in the human world, that resistance from being a full expression of God, into moving into the full expression of God. Does that make sense to everybody? And it is a hell experience. It's called a growing pain or a contraction if you're giving birth to something. And those of us who are mothers, the contractions are not comfortable. (laughs) Not at all. But the beauty of that baby coming out is. And so we're all going through some type of experience. But in the kingdom of heaven, when we just use affirmations, oh, I trust you, God, you are here with me, they will work if you trust that affirmation. But the kingdom of heaven is not just meant to be transactional. We just say a trust and affirmation and go from there. The kingdom of heaven is meant to be an expression that is transformational, that changes you from the inside out, that changes you and moves you so deeply that you become a resonating presence of that in this world, even in the simplest of things. I was um, going through trying to connect this. God, show me areas in my life where I needed to shift from being transactional and just, and, and when you move, just going through the motions. You ever have moments where you're not really feeling it, but you're going through the motions? That's being transactional. Pretending that everything's okay when really it's not. That's being transactional. It's being the hypocrite. And we learn to be that way. So it's not a negative to it. It's just in that moment, we're learning to bring it forward into a higher expression where we're being transformational instead of transactional, where we're moving from pretending to be into truly being. The kingdom of heaven is an experience in you that is the presence of God that you move and co-create with once you move into it deeply. And every level, it becomes deeper. I was, my daughter was caught me um, when I was working with my, um, my cousin, she and I uh, help each other through things, and we're, we're prayer. My cousin, Victoria, uh, Reverend Victoria, who comes to the classes, she's came to vis- come to visit us before. And she and I are mastermind partners. And one time we were doing a session, in my st- and um, she was asking me about my daughter, Ashley, because my daughter des- graduated from web design from Western, and she hasn't been really using her, her um, degree because she's so afraid to. And I'm sitting, and, I, and, and all these five years I've tried to, ooh, five represents freedom, huh? All these five years I've been trying to kind of convince her, nudge her, push her a little bit into her, her purpose. Because when she talks about computers and talks about um, multimedia and all that stuff, she lights up. She knows that she gets it quickly, but she is so nervous about messing up that she has blocked herself from walking into that path, walking into her career, walking into her calling for these last five years. And I've been sitting around frustrated and and tolerating it. Like, I'm not going to say anything, you know, thinking that because I'm not saying something, I'm being loving. But whenever you find yourself being frustrating and tolerating, Your mind is still judging. Jesus said the judging that goes on in your mind is just as powerful as it coming out of your mouth. And the truth is, you hear the thoughts going through your mind when you read silently. Can't you hear the words in your mind? They still have a vibration. And I was realizing a couple days ago that I was contributing to her blockage because I'm speaking these things over her through my thoughts 
of frustration. She can, all she got to do is do this. All she got, instead of speaking it into her, you have it. And so that time I, I had texted her and said, you know, um, Victoria is wanting to work on her website and she would love for you to help my daughter Cynthia Tech. I'm not able to help anybody. I just, and I'm thinking, oh God, there she goes in her drama again. Lord have mercy. Lord bless her drama. Bless her in her drama. Let me stay away from her drama. That's transactional. I'm not going to call her because I'm going to be caught up in her drama. How is that transforming the situation? It's not. It's not even transforming me. It's putting me in a space where I feel more separate from my daughter. And in a space where I don't call her because I don't want to be in her stuff. And I had to check myself. I had to check myself. Then she called me. And I started to hit the, you know, the button to stop it. But in that moment, I felt, because I was in a session, but in that moment I felt, bring her in. Bring her in. Where do we not bring people in where they can be transformed in our life? So I brought her in. And as I was talking to her, I realized that my daughter was feeling lonely. She lives by herself. And she was feeling lonely. And she can go from zero to 60 quickly, but so can I. I'm 54 years old and spent years working on it to get to better where I can call myself. She's only 29. And I realized I had that perfect opportunity to not make it a coaching experience, but to make it a connecting experience, to make it a loving experience, to make it a communing experience, to make it a transforming experience, that she felt my love in my heart, not just for me sending her love and light, like I would text her, I'm sending you love and light, but to actually be the expression of love and light in her where she hears it from my words. And so I answered the phone. Now I'm on Zoom with Victoria and I put her on speakerphone and Victoria can hear her and we are blessing my baby. We're speaking into her. And as we're speaking into her, we're speaking into ourselves. That part of ourselves that feels lonely, that feels scared, that sometimes can't see the trees before the forest, that's caught up in it. And the two of us are transforming the situation. Then it got to a point where she couldn't hear Victoria. So I said, baby, why don't you, here, let me send you the link and come on in. And so we sent her the link and we, we let her get in there. Sometimes even when we feel in those moments that we don't want to be around that energy, that's the most powerful moment to step into that energy because it opens you up and the person. It transforms both and rises both up, rises everyone up in the situation. Not just walk away, oh, let me let them be where they are. What can you speak into their life where they can hear you and your heart hears you and your heart awakens to the same thing that their heart is feeling that it needs to be expressed? Does that make sense? So I asked her, do you want to, you know what, Ashley, we have masterminds on Saturday. Do you want to be a part of it? You can be, we can be each other's accountability department, be you and Victoria. And she said, yes. Now, my baby wasn't really interested in that stuff before. But she said, yes. And yesterday, she stopped what she was doing, and she called and was there on time. She came into the Zoom on time. She was ready. 
because she knew and she felt a transformation in the first part when we talked to her Thursday. And we were ready to bring that energy as well, bring that energy in as well. So all three of us stepped into this vibration of masterminding with the Spirit of God and were transformed. And my baby spoke some stuff in our hearts too. It is true out of the mouth of babes. She's not necessarily a babe because she's 29, but still, it is true that when you open yourself up, you will hear the presence of God coming from where it's meant to come. That fishing net catches the fish, but you have to decipher which ones are productive and which ones are not, which ones are kosher, meaning healthy for you, and which ones are not. What thoughts are going on in your consciousness? Because even when we come into the presence of God, we still have weakness thoughts inside of us. What thoughts need to be transformed into a higher vibration inside of you where it's transformational, not transactional? Where you, some of us go through an affirmation and it makes you feel good on the surface. But how can you root in deeper into the spirit? Move past the letter of the law of the fourth unity principle of using affirmations and denials, denying the power of this and affirming the truth of that. Step into the transformative power of it. Shift past that and do what you feel led to do to step into it. I was listening to another story. I um, was guided to, I, oh, I, I, I ended up buying my daughter at that time, uh, right yesterday, I bought my daughter a mastermind journal. So now she'll have her own mastermind journal. So when she comes in, she's now equipped. So you don't just give them, you know, I, I, I wrote down the stuff and took a picture of it, but I had to go deeper. So I bought her a journal so she can do her own things with us. She can literally be a part of the process of the masterminding with us, and then she can take that for the rest of her life. My son took it early and just soared with it. I mean, he's doing well. He still has his parts, but he's doing well. My daughter is a more re re uh, resistant energy, and I knew when I was ready, God would help me guide her. So I'm listening to this, uh, after I got off of that, I was guided, I had, God is so amazing, I was guided to these stories of these near-death experiences. And this one lady said that when she was having a near-death experience, God was showing her these areas where she could have been transformational instead of tolerant. There's this, well, she's a nurse, and there was this one lady who's a nurse that works with her, and this nurse is not the nicest nurse in the place. So she just stayed away from her. And she'd always end up being the one to help the nurses, patients, and that kind of thing, and give the, give the patients love. And God told her, where are you being a transformational energy in that lady's life? And showed that lady how she grew up, the, the, showed her how the nurse grew up being abused by her father and shutting down her heart, but still wanted to do something to offer love and offer help, which is why she went into being a nurse, but she just wasn't open enough yet because no one helped her to learn how to love and show love in a tender way, she, she, but she was still showing the love in the way she knew. So the lady who was going through the near-death experience realized she spent so much time criticizing and judging that lady that she didn't take the opportunity to help her, affirm her, and acknowledge her in the things that she was doing. Where are we missing that opportunity to acknowledge, to affirm, and to speak forth the things we do see instead of being critical about the things that we don't see? 
or speaking forth the things that we don't see knowing as in spirit instead of criticizing the things that we do see that are out of alignment. Like just think about yourself and think about your life. We do it to ourselves all the time. And we should on ourselves all the time, don't we? I should have done this, I should have done that, you should have done, you, you should have done. Change that should into what is right now and what I can be and what I am right now and speak transformational. Does that make sense to everybody? I want you to close your eyes for me, please. I want you to put your hand over your heart. And I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you to say, my life is like the kingdom of heaven. I weed through the thoughts that are not serving me. And purifying them into a higher vibration. Take a deep breath and feel yourself breathing in love that amplifies you so deeply. And as you exhale, brush it, push out. Push out all that no longer serves you. Let it go out. Let it be released. And affirm, I release, I let go, I let God. Together, I release, I let go, I let God. Now bring to mind someone who you know that you're tolerating in your life, even if it's you. And see that person, feel the, feel the frustration or the feeling of tolerance. Let them come to mind. Let them do whatever they're doing that frustrates you. And send love from your heart to their heart. Take a deep breath. And as you exhale, let that love go into their heart, touching them deeply. And God, wherever it is that we are meant to be a transformative energy in their life or in anybody's life in this world, make it so clear and so plain to us that we can't help but do it. We have to do it. Because we know that it, that energy is not for us, it's for that other person. Transform and clear and heal us inside, God, through the kingdom of heaven within each and every one of us. As we tune into your presence right now, we thank you for whatever it is that is ours to do in the lives of those who we are seek, seeing right now and seeking to be a transformational presence in their life right now. Transform us, God, to higher expressions of agents of change, that we may be the true expression of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Let us be of the kingdom of God. Let us be of the kingdom of heaven, that we may demonstrate it in this world. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. So you have your challenge. You have your charge. Seek where it is. You will know it will come to you clearly. Especially the per <laughs> I don't feel like, when you feel you don't feel like, let yourself go past that. Because God is your strength in your expression of weakness. Does that make sense? Where it is that you know you need to do something, go ahead and do it. Let that kingdom of heaven fuel you so powerfully that you become an amplified expression of it in this world. We are not meant to be transactional expressions of the kingdom of heaven. We are meant to transform. That's why I love the critical conversations. Because the, those of you who are a part of, who've been in the critical conversations, raise your hand. They have been transformational. They have shifted people. And some of us are FOLs, friends of Loretta, 
because she, she invites folks, which are beautiful because we have people from other states participating through Zoom. And this shift is needed to happen, not just in our individual lives, through our families. This shift of transformation needs to happen in the consciousness of the United States. We need to come to a place where we transform each other, black and brown people, white people. We become transformative agents in each other's lives. Amen? Amen. If we don't, how will it change? It has to change in the heart, to change the consciousness, to change the actions. Amen? Amen. Are you ready to be change agents? I am ready to be a change agent together. I am ready to be a change agent. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you, Reverend Kelly. We're all blessed to have you each and every week. So you got to come every week so you get filled up like that. Uh, all right, we're going to go in the Wayback Machine. So back to the 60s. And we like doing this from time to time. And uh, this one we haven't done in a long time. So you'll know it. Enjoy.
Just one key unlocks them both It's there at your Because I didn't know all the words. My, come on, then, people, right now. <laughs> you said sing along. <laughs> I mumbled along. <laughs> but let's give them another hand. That was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I want you to uh, just gently close your eyes, take a deep breath, feel the feeling of prosperity and abundance welling up inside of you right now. Feel what you let, feel led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills as a donation for right now, for today. Take another deep breath. Exhale deeply. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand up so we can do our prayer for protection. And afterwards, we're going to sing our peace song. Together, oh wait, it's not up there. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And now our peace song.
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.